to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. Welcome back to our continuing study on just a thought on the book, Revelation. Our study today takes us to Revelation chapter 11. In this lesson, we are going to see the importance of believing God for what he says in the book of Revelation. So let's get right into our lesson. Look at Revelation chapter 11 and verse 1. It says, There was given me a reed like unto a rod, a measuring stick. And the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, and the altar and them that worship therein. It's time to measure now. Rise and measure, he says. So God has a measure set for all things. It's an exact time for everything. In Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4, it says, When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. Now, what is this temple that John is told to measure. It's the earthly temple in Jerusalem, not the heavenly temple. So this tells us that at that time, that point in time in the tribulation, there's going to be a temple in Jerusalem. And John is told to measure it. But the court, which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not, verse 2 says, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. Even today, the Gentiles run the show. But in that day, it's going to become much worse. This is a literal city, Jerusalem. It is going to be trodden underfoot for 40 and two months, three and a half years. Temple worship will be restored in the tribulation. This is not Herod's temple, which was destroyed in 70 AD. This one will be trodden underfoot 42 months, three and a half years. Has one court. Jerusalem here is called the holy city. When we come to verse 8, we're going to see that it's called Sodom in Egypt. Something changes. This temple is necessary to the fulfillment of Scripture. Because in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 15, the Bible tells us, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Well, look at Daniel 9 and verse 27. It says, And he, the Antichrist, shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. This one week, is seven years, the day, time of Jacob's trouble. It's the 70th week. Well, in this one-week period, seven years, 
the Antichrist is going to make a seven-year covenant with Israel, a peace covenant. And in the midst of those years, three and a half years, he's going to break that covenant. He's going to enter into the temple and set himself up as God. This, by the way, is the only passage we get a seven-year period for the tribulation. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 4, the scripture tells us about the Antichrist, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. There it is. The abomination. In Revelation chapter 11 and verse 3, it goes on to say, And I will give power unto my two witnesses. This is a new introduction here. Because there are two witnesses spoken of. And they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These witnesses belong to Jesus. They're witnessing. They're going to be witnessing in the tribulation. Jesus says, I will give power unto my two witnesses. The only effective witness is the witness who witnesses in the power of God. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So just as Jesus gave us power to be witnesses for him, he will give those two witnesses power. They're going to witness a thousand two hundred and three score days, 42 months or three and a half years. This is the time that is referred to as the Great Tribulation. It lasts the last three and a half years. Now, some who have studied this put together that the Bible month is 30 days. And that's how it comes out to exactly three and a half years. He gives power to his two witnesses. The one speaking is the angel in Revelation 10 and verse 1, who we know is the Lord Jesus Christ, as we've seen already. He calls them my two witnesses. These two witnesses have a ministry similar to John the Baptist. These two witnesses have a ministry like unto John the Baptist, preparing the way of the Lord. John came preaching, Matthew chapter 3 and verse 2, saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's offering them the kingdom of heaven. Verse 3, For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. These two witnesses come clothed in sackcloth. That's evidence for mourning, sorrow, 
humility or humbling and repentance. The first time you find sackcloth mentioned in Scripture is in Genesis chapter 37 and verse 34. Jacob rinsed his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. When he lost Joseph, then you find in Jonah chapter 3 and verse 2, there's sorrow for sin that the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. Sackcloth is connected with humbling. In 1 Kings chapter 20 verse 32, it says, So they girded sackcloth on their loins and put ropes on their heads and came to the king of Israel and said, Thy servant Benadad saith, I pray thee, let me live. And he said, Is he yet alive? He is my brother. So they humbled themselves, begging for life for their king. And it's connected with repentance in Luke chapter 10 and verse 13. It says, Woe unto thee, Chorazin, woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which have been done in you, they had a great while ago repented, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. So the fact that these two witnesses come clothed in sackcloth tells us something about them and about their message. It's one of humility. It's one of humbling yourself before God. It's one of repentance. It's one of mourning over your sin. It's one of sorrow for your faithlessness. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on Just a Thought on the book of Revelation. Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast and you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless. Till the next video.